This is episode 377, How Your Self-Worth Impacts Your Net Worth. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hey, everybody. I hope you had a beautiful Thanksgiving week last week. Those of you who celebrated here in the U.S., those of you who don't celebrate it, I hope you had a great week too. I took the week off. And so this is a re-air of an episode that I thought would be a super helpful one to re-listen to because I think a lot of us deal with self-worth issues and a lot of us deal with financial issues. And sometimes those two things are connected. So enjoy this episode and I'll be back with a fresh one next week. Before we dive in, I want to thank my sponsor for this week, which is Air Doctor. So when I was putting together Athena's nursery, before I was looking at colors or artwork I wanted on the wall or even furniture, I researched how do I make this the healthiest environment for her. And to me, that means what's the best air purifier, air filter that I can find and what isn't going to be super noisy and what isn't going to have lights on it and what is just going to be super great quality. And what I found is Air Doctor. I love Air Doctor because it filters out dangerous contaminants and allergens. So your lungs, baby's lungs, don't have to. Air Doctor uses an ultra HEPA filter that's been independently tested to remove 99.99 of tested bacteria and viruses. So we all know allergens can vary in size, but the average pollen size is 25 microns. Air Doctor captures particles as small as 0.003 microns. That's 100 times smaller than even the HEPA standard. And we live in Austin, Texas, where there's a lot of stuff in the air. So I want to make sure I'm giving her the cleanest air possible. And what I also love, which I mentioned before, is that with Air Doctor, there's no need to worry about noise. They use their exclusive professional whisper jet fans that are 30% quieter than fans found in ordinary air purifiers. That means you can run Air Doctor at the highest speeds while still enjoying a peaceful home environment. Now, of course, babies love white noise, but I wanted something that was pretty quiet so that we could really focus on the sound machine. <laughs> the other thing I love is that Air Doctor takes the guesswork out of clean air with its, with its auto mode feature that uses a laser sensor to detect air quality and automatically adjust to the correct filtration level. So if you want to get your Air Doctor today, also know that it comes with a no questions asked 30-day money back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. So head over to airdoctorpro.com A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com and use promo code over it. And depending on the model, you'll receive up to 35% off. That's up to 35% off, but only if you go to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code over it. You'll love their filters. I love their filters. I actually have two of them. From my point of view, you improve the quality of your air. You improve the quality of your life. So again, airdoctor.com, use promo code over it. Today's coaching session is with Rich, who feels blocked in building his coaching practice. But as you'll hear, our session is really not so much about building his coaching practice, but first becoming his own best client because his biggest block is his own beliefs and unresolved hurts. You know, we're told many things in our life, and some of those things are not so positive. We tend to take on criticism much more than we remember all the compliments and acknowledgments we were given. 
especially if that criticism came from a parent or any authority figure. Then those things from our past that we were told repeat like a broken record in our head and impact our future. Instead of living the life we want, we keep listening to an old story. For a little refresher and deeper dig on this topic, please go back and listen to the coaching corner I did on how to drop your story. It aired around January 30th. For now, as you listen to my session with Rich, I invite you to consider these questions. Do you feel on purpose in your life? Especially for you men out there who are listening, are you really suffering because you feel like you can't provide or find your purpose? And for you ladies listening, you also may be struggling with your purpose, but if you're not, is there a man in your life who is? And are you truly being compassionate and nurturing or are you pushing him, judging him, or trying to find his purpose for him? Next question. Do you truly, truly feel worthy inside and deserving? Worthy and deserving enough to have your own business and actually charge for your services? Do you think your self-confidence impacts the results you are able to create or better said, not create in your life? And finally, is there someone else's voice in your head who you really need to get rid of? So keep these questions in your mind and in your heart as we listen to my call with Rich. Hey, Rich, welcome to the show. What's your question? Well, I've been on this coaching journey for a little bit over a year. And when I first started, I was doing whatever it took to, to make ends meet to get by. And I was coaching a lot, working a lot, just feeling like resilient, alive. And then I noticed, well, I was doing a lot for free in the beginning just to get the experience. And then over the course of months, I started getting more serious about charging, started dipping into my retirement money and working less. And I noticed more pressure and fear that crept in with reaching out to people and connecting to to create the conversations I know I want to create. And it's just been getting, for the past six months, it's just been getting worse and worse. And I feel like there's more pressure. I'm, I'm, I'm getting married in a few months. I feel like my friends and family are like looking at me like, what are you doing? I feel internally like there's a lot of pressure on me to make this work. Yeah. Fast. Yeah. And it, it just feels like a ticking time bomb. <laughs> yeah. I get that. I get that. I, I think especially for men, it's so important to, and this is for anybody, but I know the male brain in a lot of ways being on purpose and providing is so important and it can be a real blow to the ego when you feel like you're not doing that. So I really hear you and I also really acknowledge your honesty about this and your vulnerability and I hope I can help. So backing up a bit, what did you do before you did this? What's been your career history? Yeah, so I was a web designer for about 10 years. Were you successful at that? Uh, <laughs> I would say I was very up in my head a lot of the time. I got in trouble with my bosses a lot and then and, and stayed up for the late hours of the night because I I wasn't very focused and yeah, I was up in my head a lot. So I wouldn't say I was as successful as I would like to be now. So when you're up in your head, do you mean you're intellectual or do you mean your head's in the clouds? I would say, I mean, I, I've struggled with social anxiety my whole life. So okay. I, I've always I've always had this this thought in my head of what are they thinking about me? What will they think? Am I, am I an idiot? I mean, that's what I heard most of my childhood, idiot. And oh, okay. And And what do you do, Rich, to manage your anxiety? Meditation and exercise. 
meditation and exercise. Okay. So no pot or anything like that? No. Okay. Okay. Just checking because a lot of times with highly creative people that have a lot of social anxiety, that's something that, you know, they indulge in because quite frankly, it works. I'm not saying it's a good suggestion, mm. um, but I just wanted to to make sure that that was a clear thing. Okay. So I'm, I'm just collecting information. Next question. Why do you want to coach? What made you switch from web designer to coaching? I mean, I, I know the power of coaching. I've had coaches for five years and I knew I always had this deep mission. But from like 10 years ago that I created it for myself was to create a deep emotional impact in people's lives. And over the course of the years, I always asked myself, how can I make a bigger impact? That led me to trying to understand psychology, how the mind works. And then I worked with one coach a year ago, a Zen monk, who totally blew my mind on the way I saw things and how I was blaming every scenario and why that was keeping me stuck. And it totally opened me up to this new reality. And once I saw that and saw things in a different way, I was like, everybody has to know about this. Right. So it was just an amazing feeling to facilitate those insights in someone else and give them the same experience I had. Right. But you're not having now. (laughs) Yeah. I'm getting back into my old habits. Right. Or thinking habits. Right. Well, and it sounds like the coach you worked with was great. And it also sounds very mental. And what I'm really aware of and attuned to is there's a little guy in there who grew up being called an idiot. And on the emotional level and the kind of unconscious psychological level, that doesn't feel like it's healed. And my sense is here, Rich, there's a, uh, and it's interesting, your name is Rich, there's a big self-worth issue. Mm-hmm. Would you say that you feel, and and really don't use your head, but yes or no, do you feel totally 100% worthy and deserving or do you doubt it? Yeah, for sure, those doubts. Mm-hmm. And what do those doubts sound like? That I'm not going to be able to make this happen. Mm-hmm. For everything that everyone tell, is telling me is I really should have took their <laughs> their opinions or, or advice. Um, right. That I'm going to be a failure. Right. And do you see how those beliefs are creating the results? that you're getting, or I guess I should say not getting in your life. Yeah. So I think about, I mean, this is saying I heard another coach, if this needs to work now or else I'm screwed. Like that's constantly in my head that I'm going to be screwed. If, if I'm going to be a child. Yeah. It's definitely holding me back. This needs to work now or else you're screwed. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. That's, that's just something I heard before and it, it's repeating in my head now. Well, that sounds very fear-based. You know, I'd love to offer you some more encouraging thoughts because you already have a fear of failure. So trying to motivate yourself with more fear is not going to get you very far. It's just going to scare the living daylights out of you. So I want to know if you remember the first time someone called you an idiot or stupid. I was probably when I was pretty young, maybe. 10 or 12 by my stepdad. And what were you doing and what exactly did he say? Yeah, I can't remember a specific moment, but I just remember hearing every almost every single day of I don't know, anything that I did wrong. If I didn't answer the phone right, if I, I don't know, a lot of things. 
Right. So basically, anything you did, you were called stupid, and he would get angry or frustrated. Pretty much. Yeah. Well, that makes it really hard to grow up believing in yourself. And, you know, this this impact that you want to make, often before vision really turns into vision, it's often a fantasy. And often our fantasies are the things we most want for ourselves. So like this feeling and this impact you want to make on the world or with others, the person who's most desiring it is you. And before it can really become a true vision, it's got to integrate inside of you. And that's, that's 100% possible because you're on the personal growth path and you're willing. But there's some real kind of emotional healing work to go back and do with that younger part who grew up believing he was stupid because he's not. And this is not about blaming your stepdad. I'm sure your stepdad had his own past and his own conditions, and he was probably unhappy in his own life and frustrated and taking it out on you. And I apologize that you sort of got the brunt of his unhappiness. But it's time to give that judgment back to him and really forgive yourself for buying into the misunderstanding that you're an idiot. My sense of you, Rich is that you're very unlike your stepdad. He was more logical, practical that way. You are creative. You're intuitive. You're sensitive. And I don't think he understood you at all. And sometimes we don't understand people. We call them names. And that sensitivity and that compassion and that intuition, those are all gifts and those are extraordinary things that will make you a wonderful coach. But it's almost like the way you're treating yourself inside is like the way you, your stepdad treated you. I'd rather see you treat yourself like you treat your clients. Do you see you're internalizing his behavior? The behavior of my stepdad? Yeah. The way you're being with yourself, the judging, mm. the self-doubt, all of that kind of fear-based type of thing. Yeah. I mean, I have done so much work around self-compassion, but it's like it's can't do it enough. <laughs> How have you done the work around it? I've done like a 30-day self-compassion course three times already and like talking to myself and recording myself and talking to myself like saying like I love you Rich I'm sorry for everything that happened that I wasn't there for you and being like a compassionate mentor and coach to myself. Well, but have you gotten the anger and sadness out about it first? Yeah, actually, I I was at a point where I was completely free of that. But now that I see that things aren't working out the way I want them to work out, so I'm going to have creeping back in. Yep. How did you release the anger and sadness? Well, there was one year, one moment where I wasn't quite sure why, but over I think in the past year I I took that all my struggles as a kid and all the crap I went through and use that as my strength like if I didn't go through all that stuff I wouldn't be able to relate with people and help people through those those that deep uh pain and suffering that I went through so I use my biggest struggle as my biggest strength but I'm not currently doing that <laughs> right 
again, that's kind of a heady way to go about it. See, the thing is, and, and again, like, that's all true. You know, our passion, our suffering becomes, you know, what we love and, and our struggle does become our strength and any adversity is an opportunity. However, if we're still carrying around the pain of it, then it's really hard to integrate that. And so I really recommend if, if you don't have expectation hangover, get it and work through the emotional section and learn how to really release the anger. And because it's like you kind of had to grow up. Like, let me ask you this. When your stepdad would criticize you, did you just have to take it? Yeah, and I internalized everything. Yeah. And so I've had this emotional wall up for yeah. decades. Exactly. Like you, you kind of need a good old-fashioned adult temper tantrum to start to move some of that energy out of you because I can hear it in your voice. I can hear a little bit of the suppression. And you've done so much work and I'm going a little deeper with you because, Rich, you've done so much work. You've done that compassion course. That's awesome. You studied with coaches. That's awesome. You've seen how you're not a victim of your circumstances. That's awesome. But there's like a deeper fire here that I want you to tap into because going back to your business, to build a business and to generate revenue, we need that passion. We need that fire. And so much of that kind of rage and anger that's in there, you can release that and then and then basically kind of be an alchemist and catalyze it into the kind of fire that lights you up. But you've got to be willing to kind of go to those dark, scary places and, and feel those raw feelings so that you can move them and so that you can really feel assertive in your own life. Is this resonating? Yeah, when you're talking about using it as, as fuel, definitely. Um, I'm just trying to think, like, what I have on my calendar every day, like, connects with people. What is actually stopping me? Is this, this resistance? And I, I I just don't know if that relates to the anger and, and blame of my past. Maybe it does, and I'm not seeing it. Yeah, you're afraid to get rejected <laughs> because it activates all those old feelings. Yeah. So this is just really going back and and taking care of the rejection you the rejection and criticism you felt from stepdad and whoever else you felt it from and taking the power back and knowing they are not your source. And again, forgiving yourself for buying into any judgments they made of you. And also having compassion for them. Cuz anyone that lashes out at someone or criticizes someone has a pretty crummy inner relationship with themselves and really, really knowing your self-worth and and looking at and getting clear about what makes you, quote unquote, rich. And I mean that in two ways, what makes you uniquely, authentically you and what makes you worthy because a lot of your wealth consciousness has to do with your self-consciousness. And until that fear of rejection goes away, it's going to be hard to go out and solicit business and get clients because it's just too painful. I guess what came out for me is like, who am I to uh, help these people or something along those lines? Right. I get that. So why don't you design a program for yourself? Why don't you become your best client and literally set up two chairs in your office or wherever you work 
and move from chair to chair and give yourself your own coaching session and work through some of the stuff we talked about. If it's helpful, use expectation hangover because it, it will help. You can use that as a guide and get yourself to the place where you really believe in yourself because you're coaching yourself so brilliantly. Yeah, those are tools I know that are powerful for me, but I just don't use them, but I, I have to. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. And remember, when it comes to coaching, a coaching business isn't about us helping them. It's not about us. It's about creating the container and a space to really listen and help them connect to their own inner resources. So the who am I conversation can be eliminated when you realize in a lot of ways it's not you doing it. When I'm coaching people and here in this moment with you, the biggest thing I'm doing is getting out of my own way, putting my own ego aside, letting source energy work through me and listening to you. It's not technique or tools. It's being present and you can do that. Yeah, that's a yeah, reminder. Keep on forgetting. So we've talked for a while. What are some takeaways for you that you can take action on? I'd say, yeah, for sure, sit down with myself whenever whenever I'm feeling resistance or fear and coach myself through that. And whenever I'm sitting down to reach out to someone, just pretty much get out of my own way and think about try to get into their heart and thinking about what would make the biggest difference for them, just just getting out of my own way and my own ego. Yeah. Don't even think about what would make the biggest difference for them because that's you trying to figure it out. Just listen (laughs) and let the guidance, let the guidance come through. Yeah. Something I say at my retreats when I'm asking people to get out of their comfort zone and do something experiential that they've never done before is how you do anything is how you do everything. So repeat that. How you do anything is how you do everything. So a lot of times we try to change our external circumstances, thinking that a new job or a new relationship is going to change the patterns and programming and feelings that we didn't like. But if how we do anything is how we do everything, then we're just going to kind of apply that same patterning and programming to the next thing. So in Rich's case, he talked about his previous job and how he was up in his head and he wasn't that successful at it. And then he had this amazing experience with some coaches and thought that would be the magic formula. Oh, I'll go and become a coach and then I'll be successful because I love this so much more. But notice he was taking the same approach. He was all up in his head and feeling stuck and not that successful. And the problem was his head was full of his stepfather's voice that he internalized and then became his own. Rich was not born thinking he was an idiot or stupid. It was something that he was told. It was something that he was told and then believed, and then it became his own voice. So instead of really being able to have his creativity nurtured and encouraged as a child, he had a father figure in his life who didn't really understand that part of him. And when people don't understand us, oftentimes they project their own opinions on us and call us names. And then we treat ourselves the way they treated us on the outside, on the inside, rather than treating ourselves the way we want to be treated. So you saw in Rich's case, he was sort of becoming his own stepfather in his own head. 
and trying to push himself with fear and criticism. And oh my gosh, that is not a way to motivate yourself. That is truly a way to sabotage yourself and actually create and perpetuate a dysfunctional relationship with yourself. So I ask you, whose voices are in your head? Whose voices are in your head that have maybe become your own? It's time to give them back. We cannot let people define us that don't understand us. Furthermore, we cannot let people define us who weren't even happy in their own life. Why give them so much power? Take your power back. And as you become more empowered, start affirming yourself instead of motivating yourself with fear. Rich kept saying, this needs to work or else I'm screwed. Oh, that's super inspiring. Like that's going to make me want to get out of bed and, and really build my business is that track plane in my head, this has to work or I'm screwed. Whoa, talk about just gut-wrenching fear. How can you really affirm yourself? What fear-based tracks do you have on repeat that you need to press eject? And what programming can you put in there instead? You know, and the way Rich was attempting to shift all of this and get unblocked was to jump to being a coach and move into gratitude for all his experiences, saying his biggest struggle was his strength. But you heard him say he still has an emotional wall up. Now, as a coach, how successful do you think someone can be if they've got an emotional wall up? So much of coaching or really any service-based business or in this day and age, any kind of business is about transparency and is about authenticity. So if you have walls up, how are you going to attract the people and opportunities into your life? Now, I'm not saying be a victim, but don't just do a silver lining bypass. What I mean by this is... If there are struggles still there, honor them, work with them, heal them. Don't just get to, my struggle is my strength and I'm grateful and now I'm going to go serve the world. That kind of brings me to the final thing I want to expand on from the call before I get to the assignments, which is I see a lot of people have this vision, you know, this vision for how they want to impact the world. But the person they're truly trying to save first is themselves. So please don't try to help yourself through other people. Yes, you can serve. Yes, you can contribute. But be your own best client first before you go out with this big mission and vision. At the same time, I just want to encourage all of you out there, if you do have a calling, if you do have a vision, don't let yourself get in your own way. Be willing to do the work to get out of the way so you can serve all those people that are part of your vision. And remember, for all you coaches and service providers out there, that so much of when we work with people, it's not about all these tools or strategies. It's truly about being present. And then when we're not working with people, then it's more about the tools and strategies to build our business. All right. So let's close out with some assignments for today. Number one, whose voice do you need to get out of your head? Really write down all the beliefs, kind of all the limiting beliefs that are playing like a broken record in your head. And next to them, identify who seeded that belief. You know, sometimes they're our own, but a lot of times we take on beliefs about ourselves that someone else told us. And then number two, move into compassion for anyone who programmed your thoughts or made you think things about yourself that were not true. No, they were doing the best they could based on their current experience. But now it's time to give their beliefs back to them. And what I recommend is actually writing a letter. Dear so-and-so, like in Rich's case, he'd write, dear stepdad, for years you've given this belief that I'm stupid and that I'm an idiot. 
I can understand that from your perspective, I seem like that because you didn't understand me. But I know I'm not stupid. I know I'm not an idiot. I know I'm creative and brilliant and compassionate and here to help people. And so I give this belief back to you. I no longer need it. Thank you for being a teacher. I forgive you and I forgive myself for buying into that belief. Now, that's just an example. You can write the letter in whatever words resonate with you. Number three, be honest about the emotional walls you have up and be committed to taking them down. I always recommend the emotional treatment plan and expectation hangover. There's lots of tools in there and believe me, if you do it, the walls will come down. And finally, and this, it, this is good for anybody. You don't have to be a coach. Set up your own coaching or therapy session. Set up two chairs and go back and forth between when you're the coach or the healer or the teacher or even your future self and when you're you. And instead of trying to work everything out in your head, set two chairs up, go back and forth. You'll be amazed at the brilliance and the healing that comes forward. And speaking of amazement, I'm just always amazed by all of you. I love hearing from you. Thank you for listening. Please share about the podcast on social media. Interact with me there. Know that all the notes from the show are on christinehassler.com slash podcast. So you can comment there as well. And rating and reviews always help a lot. Sending you so much love from Austin. And I can't wait to connect with you again next week. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehassler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehassler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. Blessings.